The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Let's roll. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partners in crime this evening, Nate Green and Jared Timms, and we are here to talk some Angels baseball post-Otani. And I guess that's where we start, just because there are a few things that changed since the last time we were on the show. Of course, a few people I saw on social media pointed out that we talked about the pay and so on and so forth, and now we find out that basically he did something nobody expected. He actually deferred 97% of his money, $2 million a year, Sixty-eight million being deferred per year to the end of his contract. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's fine. It, um, it's cool. I'm still for $46 million a year. This isn't even an Angels fan. Anybody watches the show consistently for $46 million. That's still out of the price range for what 
for what we felt comfortable for signing Shohei Otani, because I think the tax, Lux tax is $46 million. Um, this all changes if Artie Moreno would have shown that he would have gone above and beyond over the luxury tax. And we argued, we talked about this last time. If he had ever shown that we, he was willing to go above and beyond and you know, push for a Yamamoto type of guy or push for, you know, uh, some other, some other pieces to make this team a, a, a winner other than just Shohei Otani and the business aspect of him. I would say $46 million is a, this it's, it ends up being a pretty decent contract um, from, you know, where the Dodgers are at. And since they're willing to go above and beyond, Artie has not shown that he's been able to do that. Not saying he hasn't spent, just saying he hasn't, shown that he's willing to go above and beyond to build that winner around Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. So um, if you've been on listening to the show long enough, you know that's still out of where I believe is, is comfortable for someone who's coming off of two Tommy Johns and is a DH only and is getting older and has had injuries in the past. He is still a fantastic player, and the deal is very good for the Dodgers, a team that is willing to go out there and spend, a team that – um, is still going to be in the market for free agents, Yamamoto, um, Roki Sasaki down the road. I mean, it, it, the, this this deal is very good for them. Um, but at the end of the day, it wouldn't have worked for the Angels. I, I, I think about it a little harder at $45 million a year or $46 million a mm-hmm. year on the Angels, but I, I'm, I'm still out. I'm still still a no-go. But a uh, heck of a job. I mean, that's that was a crazy number that came out. Um, and from a financial standpoint for Shohei, super smart, by the way, getting out of California um, and not having to deal with the taxes. He he doesn't get he doesn't get paid technically in California if he's not living in California. That's six hundred eighty million dollars. It's just the twenty million dollars up front that he gets he gets taxed on. Um, so it becomes Un- very unless the state of California goes back with the law that they are trying to pass, which says if you move out, they can continue to tax you for I believe up to five years, which would be absolutely unbelievable but they're still trying to do that that they are they are trying to do that that was a law that (laughs) that california was trying to pass it's not constitution not a political podcast we're talking baseball fellas i'm just telling you like it it could still be i'm a freaking full slice teacher guys i mean (laughs) um the i mean if you're not working in that state at that time that you can't constitutionally tax somebody for it just so I can't wait for that to go through the courts. They're trying. Anywho, the um, I, I guess Nate, your whole take on it, which I, I saw what you kind of gave as he was talking about that. What's your thought? What are your thoughts? I mean, forty six million dollars for a DH only is is unbelievable. I, I I'm out on it. Like, there's not anything in me that's like, oh yeah, forty six mil. I, I would have done it. Like, no, you can't take a position away like DH that is so useful when you have a team that's getting older. Um, and and I don't really know how much he's going to pitch. And I say getting older, I'm really talking about two guys, Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout, which are going to be on the team for the foreseeable future. You're not getting rid of Anthony Rendon's contract. Mike Trout's not going anywhere. Um, like so, yeah, Joe, $46 like, million. Dollars. And so we'd like, to see huh? Joe Adele, we'd like to see Joe Adele hit a little bit more, too, in that spot. That's fine. But $46 million is a lot of money for a guy who's not going to play a position. He's already had two Tommy Johns. Um, Who's to say he won't get hurt again? And who's to say he's going to pitch again? I know everyone is very confident he's going to be able to pitch again. There are not a lot of... 
this kind of reminds me of the Jared Walsh thing that we talked about uh, a couple of years back where it was like, there's not a lot of data of guys having this surgery coming back and being very successful. And everyone's like, no, no, you guys are wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. And what do you know? Jared Walsh was not ready when the season started. And he also was not very good. Um, you look at guys that have come back from two Tommy Johns. The data is not there to, to suggest that, oh, two Tommy Johns and the guy's going to still be as good of a pitcher as he was. The velo isn't typically as high as it was. Um, and we saw that he was very reluctant to throw the splitter at times last year because he knew his elbow was going to explode. So that's his best pitch. If he's going to throw a lot of sweepers and 93 to 95 mile hour fastballs, he becomes a very hittable pitcher. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't see it. I, I just don't. I think the Angels got the best six years out of him you possibly could. The the six years that you were going to get out of him were the first six years. And then after that, like I think it's best for the Angels to let him go. As, as hard as it is for Angel fans to cope with that, it's like it, it's kind of a guy that ran its course and it's it's time to move on. The Angels need to get better in a lot of different areas and they could use that money whether it's $46 million or $70 million, however you want to look at it, $46 million they could use to get better in other places. I think it's pretty telling, though. A couple of things are telling. Like, you mean to tell me he just now came up with the idea to defer a bunch of money? When no, he, he, he gave it to multiple teams. Well, no, he's, but what he had to have brought it up saying, in the offseason and things like that. But or, what I'm saying is, is that could have, they could have, they could have, they could have done a Mike Trout a couple of years ago and done the same kind of extension. And they could have saved money in the last couple of years ago with bring guys. I mean, he was getting paid $30 million last year. So my point is, is I don't really, I, I don't really believe this is just personal that he ever really intended to stay in Anaheim. And I don't, I mean, if we're honest about it, and people aren't going to like hearing that. Would you blame a guy who's been there for six years and you've never, you haven't sniffed the playoffs? Uh, part of me salty that it's pretty clear that the Angels, even though apparently the Angels were in the top three, top four, I, they weren't. Everybody knows that they were never really in it. That as long as the Dodgers are, as long as the Dodgers are willing to pay the money. So, I guess that's the real thing. But the kicker goes back to our last show. No matter how we frame it, if if. Angel fans are going to be upset about anything. It's the fact you traded away, you 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 bought instead of selling at the day at the deadline. That's what you should be upset about. Not that he's gone, because either way, he was probably going. We all talked about that, and now you're left with a second round pick and nothing else, and you've got prospects that are already gone. So I mean, that's just that yeah. that none of that none, none of the other numbers, in my view, change that at all. So. Now we got to start over again with a second round pick to go with it. Any closing thoughts on that before we do move on and close our door on Shohei? Yeah, it kills me the past two years that we've been saying trade Shohei Otani because he's not coming back. And now we're at this point. Now we're at this point and it's like, damn it. Like you, the Angels could be pretty dang close to contending. I mean, you look at what the, what the Nationals got for, uh, for Juan Soto. And then again, what the Padres now have gotten for Juan Soto, like, if you were to get something very similar or more than that, like, mm, dude, you were real close. You probably could have traded him to the Yankees for Volpe and a couple other pieces or, you know, to the Mets for Marcio, Marciano and a couple other pieces. Or I know these names are all prospects and, you know, minus Volpe. But, I mean, you, you could have gotten some nice pieces and you could be really building around those pieces right now with the core, with the core that you drafted and traded for. 
um, that we've, that we've talked about, and we're going to continue to talk about, but I mean, in, in hindsight, if you, again, if you've been listening to the show for, for a long time, you know, our feelings about Shohei Otani and trading him and not, not extending him and not signing him. But yeah, and now, now we're at this point, and that's the thing I think that, that hurts me the most. It's like, you got a second round pick and now that second round pick will forever be attached to Shohei Otani. And that's not going to be fair to that second rounder at all, especially if they, you know, go under slot or anything like that. So just sucks. <laughs> Nate. No, I think that I think we've kind of hit it all. Like it sucks. Um we've been we've been saying trade him, trade him, trade him, and they didn't, and you know, we're in this position. And I think everyone knew going into this offseason, like, yeah, they're gonna be in it as much as they can, but they're not actually gonna win. Because if they were going to win, Otani would have signed an extension in July. But he didn't want to and it was pretty obvious. I do think he thought about it. It's hard. This was his home. I do think he thought about it, but the Dodgers are too attractive and they Dodgers have been preparing for this for a while there. And even the blue Jays, the blue Jays still have a lot to like about their club. Uh, at the end of the day, it, it almost feels like we're kind of patting ourselves on the back because we were right. I wanted to be wrong. Yeah, a generational talent, you want to be wrong. You want him to win here. You want him to stay here. You want to be one of those guys who plays for 20 years and goes to the Hall of Fame here. Um, but the running was on the wall the whole time, and that's, that's a shame of it. Moving forward, though, we have a club that has a core, is not as well off as it could have been because there was no deal made to trade him before, but there's still a core. And there are lots of other things on the, their agenda now. they got to find a way to put a competitive club out there. And that brings us to our first matter of business, the trade. David Fletcher and Max Tassi going over to the Braves for a couple of prospects who weren't living up to their potential, if I remember Jared mentioning that last show. Can you break down that trade for us, Jared? Yeah. Um, first, for the Angels standpoint, you don't know what you're getting what you're getting with Stassi anymore after missing a year. Nate, you've brought it up a thousand times with the injuries. You just don't know what Max Stassi is. You're hoping that he can catch 75 games for you. You hope that he would have been a nice backup for um, for Logan Ohapi, and, and that's probably what he what he would have been. But you you still don't know what you're getting. He missed a full year of baseball, and not too many guys come back after missing a full year of baseball, no matter what the case was, even though he was fully healthy and he was just tending to family matters. Um, uh, for, from a fan standpoint, I know it sucks to see David Fletcher go. Uh, it, it's, a nice, it's nice to get the, those contracts off the books for sure. Um, and I'm sorry, John, because I texted him right away. Um, but I'm also happy for John because he went to Atlanta. Um, so he gets to see David Fletcher, him and his wife get to see David Fletcher more. Oh, they're stoked. Yeah, his I know. I, text, Gloria, I texted like, him right him. away. I said, congrats. And he didn't even see it. And I was like, Fletcher's going to Atlanta. And so good good for John. I'm excited for that. Um, I, I'm, I, I wish the Angels wouldn't have ever extended Fletcher. Um, at the time, it, it looked okay. You know, like he's coming off a really good year. I, at the time, Nate, at the time, it looked okay. He's coming off a good year. Um, you with know, you absolutely can, terrible numbers, you, you hope that he continues to to grow, and he didn't. Um, it's it, it would have been a nice piece to be able to move around the infield and things like that. Um, he never lived up to the Ben Zobris potential that everybody everybody put on him. But um, at the same time, you get Evan White back, who's very similar to David Fletcher, who very similar to David Fletcher, probably a little bit. I'd say a little more potential um, than David Fletcher on the bat side of stuff. I think he's got a little bit more power. He's not going to hit hit all that well. Um, plays really good first base. Unfortunately, that's the only spot that he plays. So he's going to be nice, some pretty nice depth in in AAA. Um, you're paying him a good chunk of money. I think you're paying him four million dollars um, 
on on that. You're paying him eight. Yes, that's fine, Nate. But you're really the ta- the Lux tax is into, is is four million. Yeah, but so. but Artie doesn't care about the Lux tax. Artie cares I care about, about what's coming Lux out tax. of his pocket. So I I care about that. Um, so Artie cares about hit, what's coming out of his pocket, and eight million is coming out of his pocket. The hit, the hit isn't that bad to the Lux tax, which isn't uh, which isn't too bad. You can live on. I mean, former first round pick. I I, I liked him in Seattle. I'm glad the Angels didn't draft him, but. Um, I, I liked him in Seattle. He had one good year, and they extended him. Um, on the pitching standpoint, there, there isn't a lot on uh, on Tyler Thompson. I mean, there is, but um, crafty lefties who's around the zone, um, good out pitch. It's very similar to what you see. I think he's a Rule Five pick too, so the Angels might end up just giving him back as well if they need to open up a forty man spot too to the Mets. So the Mets might end up getting him back. Um, so at the end of the day, end up being a salary dump. You, you lose some. You lose some names that fans like, but uh, you 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 hope that Evan White might actually learn to hit a little bit better. And you never know with Ron Washington as a, a, a as a defensive guy how much better of a defender Evan White can get too. So just you, you well, he's a Gold Glove guy. Yeah, he's you a Gold Glove guy. Guys. Like he's a he's a he's a very good defender. Evan White is a very good defender. Yeah. Uh, has some pop potential. Strikes out an absurd amount. Um, the nice thing about Evan White, like he's not on the 40 man. So you don't have to worry about adding him to the 40 man unless you need him. Um, so he's not taking a 40 man spot unless he wins a job, which if he wins a job, more power to him. But I, I don't see him winning a job, uh, at least out of spring. But you never know. Somebody gets hurt and he comes up and he's he playing well in AAA, which the ball flies there. He, he could actually put up some really good numbers in AAA where he, he could easily hit 30 bombs this year. And, and people are going, why is this guy not up? It's like, well, he, he's still striking out twenty eight percent of the time. He's he's that guy that when Nolan Shanwell is getting on, it has like a three seventy on base percentage, but it has mm-hmm. is batting two twenty. Everybody's going to be calling for Evan White because he's going to be batting like three hundred in AAA with thirty five home runs, and it's going to be like, well, like pump the brakes, like let Shanwell develop, or let him do his thing. This team is this team isn't doing very well right now. Like let Shanwell develop and 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 play well. Let White do his thing. You know he'll he get. He, you want to see him get his opportunity, but at the same time, like that's that's that type of guy that's going to go and hit forty home runs in Salt Lake. <laughs> He's Trey Cabbage. He's literally Trey Cabbage getting paid more. Um, no. The one thing about him too, he he has not had a good, never ever had good numbers in the major leagues. Uh, Seattle signed him right before they called him up and said, "Hey, you're our top prospect. We want to get you to a nice contract." Of I, I think they were, I think they got eight out of him. Um, maybe it could get up to 10 if, it, if all the options hit, but so it was one of those deals for them that kind of swung and missed and, um, uh, no pun intended on that, but moved him to Atlanta, gets traded to, to the angels and, and Stassi's already moved his way onto the White Sox. So interesting. Uh, I would say it's been an interesting off season for Atlanta, just like taking on salary guys and then moving them right away. And I don't really even know if they're getting anything crazy out of these salary dumps, except for like. they're not even getting guys they're getting 40 man room for them so i i don't know what they're doing but but i don't want to question them either because they they know what they're doing they do know what they're doing well uh they keep winning 100 games so yes uh i'm sorry i was i was pondering (laughs) the angels again my bad. Oh, oh, oh I meant Atlanta. Not the, sorry, not the Angels. No. Yeah, no, Atlanta. I was, I was just pondering the Angels game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, just salary dump, and I'm wondering what they're going to do with it. What are they going to do with it? Are they just 
not just not spending as much. I mean, they're talking about they still want to compete. So I'm wondering who they're in on, which we're going to get to in a minute. Also, signing DJ Snelton to a minor league deal, a left-hander who apparently can throw up to 102 miles an hour, minor league deal. Explain how on earth he's a minor league pitcher, basically, pitching 102 miles an hour. Tell us about him, Jared. Well, when you hit the backstop three out of every four times, you're not going to make it to the first. No, I'm kidding. That's that's not really it. But yeah, when when you can't find I, the strike, I don't know the number. The numbers suggest that when, when you can't find the strike zone, that's usually how how that works. You can throw as hard as you want. You can throw 110 miles an hour, but if you can't find the strike zone, you're not going to get a lot of looks at the major league level. Um, you're going to get a lot of opportunities to to pitch in the minors and and maybe show that you can find the strike zone. But um, yeah, I mean, when anybody that can throw that hard, you're always interested in. So it's going to be a name to keep an eye on when it comes to spring training. I'm sure he's going to get all the opportunities in the world to come spring. Because um, if he makes the makes the bullpen out of out of spring training, that I mean, bullpen now just goes up in in velo and it becomes a lot a, a lot more fun. I mean, you've added quite a few um, high velo pieces to add on to you know Ben Joyce, Sam Bachman, who I don't know if Bachman's even going to make the team out of spring. I think they're going to start him, but that's a whole different different argument that we can go into at some point. Um, Caceres, who we saw at the end of the year, Jose Soriano, who throws, who kicks up to 98. They signed Luis Garcia, who averages 96 mile an hour fastball, 97 mile an hour fastball. So, um, yeah, the bullpen, the bullpen's actually kind of a lot of fun and uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye on um, if you can keep it around the zone. So, interesting with him too. He shortened up his his arm slot. Uh, he used to be a real long arm slot guy. Shortens it up, and he went from like 88, 92 all the way to 96 to 98, touching 102. So. Uh, interesting transformation for him. That's partly why he, he hasn't really done anything. Uh, I believe last year was his first year in three years in major, like playing professional baseball. Mm -hmm. And then he went and played independent ball after the Yankees cut him. So he's coming off indie ball. Um, the walks did go down a little bit in independent ball, which is what you expect when you throw 102, you expect, um, anything around the zone to be, to be pretty good in independent ball. But I mean, that's, that's going to be the biggest thing is, if he can throw strikes, it's it's going to give him a chance to make the make the bigs and make his major league debut. Not major league debut because he did make his major league debut with the Giants. Um, also struggled with walks in the, in that uh, those couple outings there. So interesting arm. I'm uh, I, I think it makes sense with what the Angels are trying to do, but you still need two major league uh, two guys who have been in the major leagues like actually on minor league deals as really pitchers. We can't just say this is going to be our depth minor league reliever. Like we got to go get somebody, probably two other guys to uh, fill in behind this big league bullpen. And then there's the rumor mill, the angels potentially in on JD Martinez and Yamamoto. Uh, how you feel about this? I mean, the Angels are just kind of out there in la-la land as teams are starting to sign players, and everybody's wondering you know, who they're going to try and go in on, who will want to sign here. Nan, I'll start with you. What are you. What's your gut feeling right now? I think everyone's in on Yamamoto. Like, he's 25. He's an ace. Like, um, especially if you have any money at all, like, you're going to be in on Yamamoto. I'm not saying Oakland's, like, really, really in on this. They They might be, for all we know, but... The guys that are big players, the Mets, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Angels, the Cubs, um, mm -hmm. the Rangers, Astros, all those teams that it's like, hey, we've got some money. We're willing to spend it. Um, when you see a 25-year-old who can be a top of the rotation type arm, I think everyone's in on him. 
we all want him, but I don't know if if the Angels are going to get him. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Nobody thought the Angels were getting Shohei Otani six years ago. Nobody thought the Angels were getting Albert Pujols 11 years ago. So Artie's, Artie's pretty good in the room. Like, I, I think if he has to fool you once, he's got a shot. If he has to fool you twice... That was kind of my biggest thing with Otani. He had to he had to fool Otani twice. But if you only have to get fooled once, he's pretty good in the room. You see, Mike Trout got fooled once. Uh, Albert Pujols got fooled once. Uh, Hamilton, all these guys, they only had to get fooled once. But the guys that he's he's having to like re-sign um, a second time doesn't typically work out for him. So um, it's going to be interesting where he signs. I I don't know. But the J.D. Martinez rumor, I think, is is interesting. Um, Perry came out and said, it seems they're looking for a middle-of-the-order bat. Wow, I'm so shocked. Um, I, I, who would have ever guessed that they needed a middle-of-the-order bat? Um, I, I think it, preferably, I think if you really look at the Angels lineup, it, it should be left-handed, and it should be a guy that does not play DH 95% of the time. Um, and we talk about this a lot. Defense is very important to watch. So J.D. Martinez playing the outfield 60, 70 times a year probably isn't the best fit for Wash. Um, I'm still bringing up Cody Bellinger. I think it's it's a possibility. Uh, the Giants signed Jung-Ho Lee today, and that might take them out of the Cody Bellinger running. So you might have the Cubs and the Angels that, that could be in on that. Um, but I think the Angels are, are fielding calls. My biggest concern is Perry falls in love with his roster and says, you know what, we're good. We don't need to get better, uh, which you've heard him say so much. And it's like, Perry, do you not understand this team is not as talented as you want it to be? Like, we have heard him say, our our position players are pretty good. Like, we don't need more position players. Our starting pitching is pretty good. We don't need more starting pitching. It's like, no, no, you do. We're running Tyler Anderson out there right now in a five-man rotation. That's not good. Um, we're running Griffin Canning out there. It's not good. So, I, I don't know. This They need to go make a move to, to stay competitive, but I, I just don't know if if they're going to make the right move. I, I'm still worried that they panic and, and go sign Blake Snell for way over market value or something like that. I'm not a big Blake Snell guy, but that's just me. Well, tell me you don't have faith in the Angels' front office to get it done. Is that what you're saying? I mean, really? I think they can get deals done. Like we've we've seen them get deals done. Um, do do I see them spending the money wisely? That's the interesting thing. And Perry's track record isn't great with that right now. And I know everyone's going to say let Perry cook, and you know he's done a great job. Aaron Loop, Ryan Tapera, Tyler Anderson. Do I need to continue? No, I do not, because it's it's not good. I mean, every team makes mistakes with their signings. No, there's no perfect free agent, but the track record in That's the last saying, couple of years, yes. especially when building the bullpen, has been been spotty at best. Jared, what's your what are your thoughts as we talk about Yamamoto and Bellinger and so on and so forth? Well, I, I want to see the Angels get Yamamoto for sure. Um uh, and and I think the fact that things are quiet is a good thing when it comes to big names and Artie Moreno. Um, if you start hearing them a lot, 
You know, I think it starts not being good. I think that's agents throwing around the Angels because everybody knows the Angels are always in on players. So if you don't hear anything, I think that's a good thing. We're not hearing too much about Yamamoto, which means I think the Angels have a have a little bit of a chance. Um, we didn't hear much about, about Shohei either, which I think, again, the Angels were very much so in on Shohei. Um, so whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's up to you guys. Um, when it comes to the DH side of things, if, if you're thinking that JD is going to play 50, 60, 70 games in the outfield, then, then sure. But to play JD 160 games as a DH is not, is not what I want to see. We've talked about this before to keep the angels healthy. You gotta, you gotta get some of these guys off their feet a little bit more. Anthony Rendon, Mike Trout in particular, it'd be great to see Joe Adele, who I brought up earlier in that DH spot a little bit more, having having him just focus on DHing instead of playing the outfield, Um, you know, and, and, and other guys, you know, some, how many times did we see guys banged up and not put on the IL or not playing because, Hey, they might've been able to play, might've been able to just hit, but realistically, you know, we can't put them on IL cause they're not that hurt, but Shohei's got a hit. So um, we, we, we have to do, we have to do that. So, um, and I think the angels are very much so in on, on the starting pitching side of things, man. I don't want to see them trade for one of those big name starting pitchers. If you, I mean, the only guy that I would, that I'd really say is, is Alec Manoa. We talked about this. Um, I know, Nate, you're not fully in on Alec Manoa, but um, for for the years and the guys that they're talking about trading for, if they sign, if they trade for a guy with one year left and think that, oh yeah, this is this is the year that we're going to go make the playoffs because we have Ron Washington and we lost Shohei Otani and we're rolling out the exact same team plus this pitcher that we got for this one year, uh, man, just just wait for wait for them to hit the free agent market next year and go. We we, we can talk about them next off season, but don't go trade for a guy that that has one year. Go go build go build a team right now. So um, for me, I mean, if it's on the starting pitching front, yeah, Yamamoto makes a lot of sense. I'd hate to see them overpay for Blake Snell, but um, Blake Snell's not too bad of a pitcher when he's, when he's on Uh, Alec Manoa is an interesting arm for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I want to see him build for the future because right now you're running out a very similar team that you ran out last year and that team lost 90 games. Was it? Um, So that's, uh, that's enough. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a little bit worrisome to, me on 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 that side of stuff so the fact that we're not hearing too much is is a good thing when it comes to the big names the fact that we're not seeing very many smaller signings like we've seen in the past is is a sign that perry's probably not all that involved in the free agent market right now um in in my opinion which take it for what it's worth you know and maybe this is perry's last year um on on that standpoint so i don't know something i'm sure we'll talk about down the road One one last thing in terms of what you're talking about. If I'm in the Angels, I am going hard for Yamamoto. I'm and I'm gonna be hard pressed to let somebody outbid me there. Twenty five years old, get him for six years, pay him all this money, and you're getting the guys. You're gonna get you're gonna get his peak years. So I don't really just see a point in wasting time on trying to get pretty here. You need you've long needed a guy with ace potential. This has been a major problem. Outside of Shohei, and Shohei couldn't stay healthy. No matter what we talk about, no matter how much we love Shohei, the guy could not stay healthy long term. And I think part of that you have to consider the the idea that he was overworking himself. He's he's doing the job of a two way player, and that it means you're not resting like you normally should, especially when you're throwing 100 miles an hour. That's not Yamamoto's job. Yamamoto's job is not to be that two way player. His, his job is come in and dominate every five days. And that's what they really needed, a guy whose sole focus is dominating. So there's a silver lining in the, in the Shohei thing. The show, the, 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 with Shohei gone, it sucks. It's, you, know, you lose that bat, you lose him. But 
the positive is there's so much more flexibility to the roster. There's more room to move and build than they had before. So embrace that and hopefully they can do it right. There's still some positive things about the roster, folks. There's still, there are still pieces there, and now you have some money to move around a little bit. Um, so not all hope is lost. I'm seeing all these posts on in, in our in these angels groups. Oh, I'm done being a fan. I can't believe they did this. Um, uh, 29 other teams didn't get Shohei either, and at least the Angels are still finalists. I can't believe, honestly, after all the hot garbage in the last two years, did anybody here actually think they'd be a finalist? They, they were. Kind of surprises me. So those are my closing thoughts. Um, follow us on Twitter, Talking Halos. Send us an email at talkinghalos at gmail.com and see if you got some comments and questions yourself. We'll be happy to answer them. Or you can just annoy Jared on Twitter as well, because why not? He's there to be annoyed. Any closing thoughts, guys, before we're out of here? Yeah, two quick things. One, uh, J.D. Martinez, the last time he actually played the outfield consistently, because last year he played three games in the outfield, 2019 was 39 games, 2018 was 59. So the odds on him playing the outfield, very, very slim. Doubt he's he's the guy. I think that could just be, you know, uh, an agent trying to, trying to create something. Knowing that the Angels yeah. just lost uh, Shohei, like, hey, let's throw J.D. Martinez in there. He kind of fits uh, if they're going to replace Shohei. Last thing for me, everyone thought the Nationals were dead after Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies. They go on to win the World Series. We don't have a Juan Soto. I know that. But who knows? You get a couple of good things. Yeah. Hey, relax. You get a couple. You, you get a couple nice breaks. You get a. You get Cody Bellinger and Yamamoto, and Bellinger has the year that he had last year. Yamamoto's an ace. Like who knows? Maybe we were in this thing. So I'm not giving up hope yet. Obviously, we'll wait and see how this off season continues. I got. I got my trap. So that's my. That's my final thought. They got. They got my trap. That's fine. They got my trap <laughs> for for 70 games, maybe. All right. I know that was low. Follow us on Twitter again. Roddy, have a great one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.